by us. Got your boy here, Ringo, Coach Tony, yep. Rego. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas, bro. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're giving y'all a gift this Christmas holiday. Hey, man, happy Kwanzaa, too, bro. Hey, man, happy Kwanzaa, Gino, bro. Gino, Coach Chocolate, Moja, come on. It's okay. Christmas. Up. I hear you, brother. I don't know none of that. I know. I'm by Woodson, baby. Mama B said, come on, get some culture, baby. Hey, man, I ain't know that one. I ain't know that one. How y'all been, man? Man, it's, it's, it's been, a, been a good week. Uh, been, uh, it's been, a, it's been chill because, like, you know, it's been a, been a couple of weeks since MLS Cup, so it's like, we ain't got to go to games or anything, you know, so it's like, you know, trying to, you know, it's, it's crazy because you're already trying to get, you're already in the mode of, like, planning for next year and, you know, what, what you got, what, what you got planned, what we got planned. And um, so it's like it's like is it March yet? Like yo, soccer season yet? Like come on, man! Like, come on, man! I need some more, man. Listen, you got, I'm, you got any more some soccer, soccer? I'm 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 really appreciating the break. It's been a lot of soccer. It's been a lot of soccer. So and the Premier League hasn't really been that exciting personally to me. So it's like it's a it's a nice needed well, break. We're, we're, we're still celebrating, you know, the fall of Mourinho. So you know. It's, it's, I, I'll, I'll take that, you know. In, in the great words by our man Ringo, bye, bitch. <laughs> hey, he's gone. He, he, he is out of here, man. I mean, they've already they've already got the interim coach. Yeah. Like, he's there. So, he started. Oh, they got to. Oh, they got Super sub. Yeah. Subbing in for Ringo. About this. So, tell tell the people about him. A lot of people don't know about him. So, oh, they got so shy. He was during the height of, you know, the Sir Alex years of Manchester United. And um, he was really known as a super sub. He definitely um, he solidified Manchester United winning the treble that year um, with the comeback victory against uh, Bayern Munich. Scored, scored a winning goal. Scored a winning goal. And um, he's and always Solskjaer's won it. <laughs> he just had that. He just had that kind of thing where you know when he gets subbed in, you're like, oh man, he's about to score a goal because he's done that several times in his career. And hence the but late. But he really had those type of guys anymore, like where like. Like, or, where players are really, you know, they are happy. They're cool with being come off the bench and doing their thing. They're like, like you have, you don't have too many Ginobili's out, nah. out there anymore. I like, thought, yeah. I thought Tito was about to be that for us for a second. Yeah, I like, mean, him coming off the bench, yeah. and I was like, he was successful doing it. I mean, what two years ago, Rashford was that guy. Yeah, yeah, Rashford would come off the bench, score a wonderkin goal, and then just like save the day. Yeah. So. Maybe he could do that with like Alexis Sanchez. I mean, he's, he's you know he's trying to get played. That, that's that's an expensive ass. That's an expensive sub. There's a, there's a lot of expensive players on that team that they could possibly use what he knows to come off the bench and be you know. But you know, it's, to the team. it's a real tricky time right now because you know, like like we mentioned last week, like you have a lot of guys on on the, on the roster right now that's in the last year of their contract, and of course they're still. You, you still have to fight for you, you're still in the Champions League and uh, in, in, in the knockout stages. You got PSG coming up. Uh, you're still trying to kind of fight for a European spot for next year. And it's like, okay, like if you're trying to attract anyone, like how exactly do you say, okay, we want you to come here? Like and what we're what we're about to build here is something that you should want to be a part of. You said a key word though, build, and I think part of the reason why Super Sub was. Put in for the interim basis is because he's familiar with the youth system within United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he came up with his coaching ranks was coming through the youth system and coaching the reserve squad. Yeah. Um, and so he's familiar with you know everybody within that program. And so 
my hunch is that he's probably going to dabble with bringing some of those kiddos up. Yeah. Seeing if they can get, you know, some of that time to shine and see if they're going to get promoted, basically. He's definitely familiar with the culture. So I think that, you know, with with what Man- Manchester United tries to instill as far as, you know, being a club that's not afraid to uh, build from, from within, I think in that regard, I think that he'll actually be pretty constructive uh, uh, for the club. I think it's just a matter of there's, there's going to be that, that question of, one, what if he actually does good? <laughs> And, and then two, uh, you know, like 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 where will the, where will the roster be? You know, come summertime because, and and until you convince a lot of these guys to you know stay there, like it could be a completely different team come uh, next August. Isn't it kind of interesting though? Like after Sir Alex left, nobody really wanted to take that position because yeah. you were going to be destined to you were yeah. destined to fail. No matter Jesus ever- himself. Could step on that sideline. She just said, you know, hey, my birthday was yesterday. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you can have this. <laughs> but don't but, you think it's a different scenario? Like, the person who comes in right after Mourinho is, I think they have a little bit more of a, like, yo, I could really write this ship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, um, what is a quote? You, you know, you never want to be the guy replacing the guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the replacement guy. Right. And so it's like maybe Manchester United took, five guys to get there to finally get <laughs> this thing back like, together. Like, people you know? understand, like, uh, Sherlock's were there for, like, like 26 years. Yeah. So, like, you gotta, you gotta remember that where they were before, like, when he first got there, and where they were after he left, like, that uh, is, like, that's literally like, like a transformation to where, like, you gotta remember United never finished below third for like a good twenty years, man. And those so, were the days. And pretty much, <laughs> and since he's left, I think he's only finished above third once. Yeah. So, like, you, you, have, you, 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 you have to understand like how much of a, you know, of a hill that you're trying to, do, you know, come, come, you know, come up, come over because he was that much of an institution there, and it's like, okay, like, how do we really? You know, define ourselves post Fergie. Like, so you go, you're going on, you know, three managers in five years. You're soon going to be on your fourth or your sixth. So it's like, yeah, like you're like trying to find your footing and identity past, you know, at this point is still tough. Like, he's that much of of a figure with, within that club. All right. So I got a question for the both of you. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're going to put it on record. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be. The manager come summertime for Manchester United. Ooh. Play on your betting hats. Ringo, I know you like to gamble a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We're gonna put it on record right now. And then when it comes summertime, we'll see who was the closest who got it right. Okay. Who goes first? You. I go first? You. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um Manchester United manager will go to uh, who was the Real Madrid manager just got fired? Lepetegui. Lepetegui. Mm-hmm. Lepetegui would get Manchester United. Huh. That would be interesting. That would actually be interesting. Um, That's my vote. Stamp sealed. Lepetegui. That's your final answer. Final answer. Um, okay. I think that... I don't I don't think it would be Pochettino. Cause I, I, 
Like you just mm-hmm. saw, saw him today. Like, like they yeah. wouldn't even let him answer no questions. Nope. Said no, nah, son. Like, earmuffs. They're like earmuffs. I am tight. Nah, 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 <laughs> they, they have my family tied up in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I am tight. <laughs> um, I I'm reluctant to say say Zidane, but I think that I think that at this point. The team is desperate enough to where I think they would they would go that far to get him. Is it done? Yeah. Oh, because you got to think about it. Like you're 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 trying to do whatever it takes to regain your spot within the league and, and also within Europe too. And and obviously you're 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 taking a guy that that at least you th- that in theory you're thinking that you know you, you still have Pogba there. You still have a lot of pieces there to where you know you're thinking that. They they will allow him to, um, to kind of you know, build this team up. Like I said, I, I think it's a little bit of a matter of like, you still have to worry about getting the director of football together. Like, yes, that's, that's that, I think that's priority one. Now you got Solskjaer. Now you do figure out that position. Because I think that honestly, I think that Solskjaer might, might be just good enough to where he could do something with this club and actually probably even manage to keep the job. I was going to say, will they give him the key? Because I was looking at their schedule coming up. His first big test is January 13th against Spurs. Dude, every game is a big test for us, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, traditionally, (laughs) that is like traditionally his first big test because like they're going to play Cardiff on Boxing Day. Right, that's exciting. All right, <laughs> snooze for Boxing Day. It was, we're doing this on Christmas for you guys because there was nothing going to happen on Boxing Day, so we're giving you guys this shit for free. So I mean, they're they're going to play Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle, and then Spurs. So I mean, so honestly, he has time to experiment with shit, mm-hmm. would not have them jeopardize the points. Test is like going to be like that, that run in February, like. Where they have like Arsenal, Liverpool, PSG, PSG. It's like that, Bruh. like that right there. It's like that could pretty much, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, you're done. All right, so you got Lepedigi, yeah, you got Zidane. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're going all foreign here. I say Blanc, Lauren Blanc. I think I, I the can reason, see that. The I, reason I, I, I think I'm worried if he's sexy enough for them. Like I said, like you know, he's I, I, sexy I, enough that he he played for them. That's where yeah. I think the sex appeal is. Yeah. He's not sexy enough as in he's not the, the big marquee name. name. Right. And I agree with you as a Don. Ideally, I would love to have Zadon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already, you know, one of the best players I've seen as a, you know, kid growing up. But then also to see what he did while at the helm at Real Madrid is incredible. And of course, you know, people always, the, you know, what they always critique him on is that, well, dude, yeah, Ronaldo. The best man on the, on the planet playing for him, but still he was able to tactically make adjustments in yeah. game, and to do that better than how Mourinho has done this past. You gotta think about it. Like, that was his first head coach. This is first real gig, and I mean he he was, he was always he, an assistant. He, yeah, he was he assisted under um under Ancelotti and like and he uh, also coached the uh, Castilla there they were uh, their youth team. But like for that to be like his first major job, and that and, man get how many? One, nah, three, three, <laughs> how many did he get? Three, three, <laughs> three in a row. Yeah. And so, so, Laurent Blanc, he's been out of jail. I mean, not out of jail. <laughs> he's been out of contract since two thousand sixteen. Yeah, two years. 
That's the only thing. He might be a little rusty. Yeah. He might be a little, but so I think he maybe he needs to get his feet wet. No. Elsewhere. I, I, I think no. I mean, because like at, at this. That's point, what you're saying that you would want him to do. In front yeah, of because the go from getting fired at PSG. Yeah. Was he? What fire? Like, I mean, they PSG is like a, is that almost like Chelsea? It's like you're like you don't know you what, know, the, what the, between are. Yeah, but I mean, league. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, PSG. I mean, they they uh, win it year after year because well, of the money. It, yeah, it is. It's it's, it is the money. So it's, it's like money. you got let go there. So like how you guys said, Real Madrid broke uh, Jose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a situation like that could have broke. You know, Blanc. We don't no, know. I don't think so. I kind of think that it's not like like that was. Could you remember? Like PSG for the longest time, they weren't. They PSG. weren't. No, exactly. I mean, they were a mediocre so team. Of I mean, well, yes, they had Ronaldinho's in the past. They've had players, but like, there's never really been that that big club success. So, you know, you're talking about um, like it, it wasn't until they. Until they uh, they got bought out, you know, it's been like what six seven years now, mm-hmm. where that really big push to for titles and everything really c- came about. Because you know, Lyon and Bordeaux were yeah. killing it. Marseille even a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. had a run. Yeah, so, Bordeaux really was killing it at one point. Too. No, Lyon was like Leon. Like, like back when um, Benzema was there, they had yeah. like, like seven straight uh, titles, something mm-hmm. like that. Like they were like Boston. Like it, it, it's kind of crazy how like you gotta remember like this must just thirty like like that's how like how long he been playing yeah yeah is a lifetime in football it's crazy <laughs> but, so but yeah like so Manchester United we all have our votes it's gonna be interesting to see kind of I, I, I can I can easily but I will lock, say this I could lock it in I could definitely see see Solskjaer, uh actually get, like keeping the job I could see that but, um. And we could all be wrong, and Tata ended up going there. <laughs> that would just contradict everything I mean, he's been saying. I'm that, like, that, that, that wouldn't lied. be the worst idea. They could do a lot worse. But um, you know, I, I think that because, like, like, like I mentioned last week, the the tough thing for them is that you know, as much as they want to have a guy that was under Fergie, hardly any of those guys have really uh, done anything. You know, as a manager, like. Uh, Roy Keane hasn't really done much. Gary Neville went went to Spain and got Dude, you know, Yeah, he got uh, wax. Like, let me go back to. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go broadcast. broadcast. <laughs> right now, this, this TV thing. I'm, I got TV is a little bit easier. <laughs> you know, like like Harley, like I mean, Giggs is doing like finally uh, finally split it like with Wales. But uh, so I think that you know, as much as you know, it might be tempting at this point. I think one, I think it's too soon for him, and he, like I say, he, he's doing well enough to, with Wales to where. He's probably not, he's probably won't be available until probably probably just like after the World Cup. So you're probably talking about another three four years. But I also I also look at the aspect of when you have these players that become coaches, when they are at a superstar status, right? How hard it is for them to become great coaches. Now that's why I think Zidane is even more of a unique figure because he's able to you know be a player's coach, but at the same time be a tactical mastermind. And to kind of balance all that, and still, but that's always the weird thing because, like you, like you know, the saying is always like the the best players usually don't make the best coaches. Right. Magic Johnson sucked as a coach. Like Larry Bird figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but uh, but for the most part, like like for him to basically 
basically had this the standard that he had as a player. You basically uh, had the same equivalent as a manager. Like that right there is just unreal. And like you like you have these these players that are coming up. You know, you have Lampard that's uh, coaching in the at, uh, at Derby, if I'm not mistaken. Derby. Uh, you got uh, Gattuso. He's he's at uh, AC Milan. Uh, you got Vieira that's at Nice. Of course, you got Henri at Monaco. Like like we're coming in, in, in a new generation here where Saul Campbell. Like the the guys that kind of like that we kind of came up with are beginning to kind of break in as coaches and. You know, it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy, kind of seeing them in, in that light. And of course, you're like, you're because you could you could definitely tell that they had to like kind of switch a different um, turn, a different switch because mm-hmm. you can't be always as intense as you probably were as a player. Like mm-hmm. you have to find those nuances. You gotta balance. Like, how how do I motivate this player? How do I motivate that player? Plus, kids are softer now. That's the thing. Like you can't yell. Like our generation, you could yell at us That's and that motivate. I don't know. That's how I feel. I was like, kids are softer. So a nineteen year old, you try to yell at them, then they just get reserved and they say, and they, they, just put, they, "They yell on social media." Yeah, they, yeah. And, and, they, and they sing a Drake song. And, Shouts like, out. Well, that, well, I mean, that is actually the critique someone was making about Jose. You know, compared to you know all the success he had early on, compared to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the players that he dealt with in the past were kind of that old school set. Yeah, especially when he was at Chelsea. Yeah. Compared to now, where you know you gotta have like gotta be, social gotta, media, yeah, <laughs> mastermind. You have to be like their friend and figure out like a nice way to tell them that they're fucking up. And that's just that's how because like, yeah, like young men respond. Back then, it's just that they're even more sensitive now. Yeah, and and they and now you gotta make that adjustment. And, and now you have so many. You have players now that are they're definitely a lot more social media savvy. So it's like yeah, like they could easily just you know get their grievances out online and then the coach finds out about it afterwards like why didn't you just come to me you yep. know beforehand yep. like because it, it's it's it, it's some it's some it's some bitch n-word shit <laughs> it's just pussy but it's just, <laughs> it's just the it's the generation that we're in now like i hope this is a phase and like the bitch assness and young men disappears mm-hmm. and like we we get back on track because it's affected a lot of sports it, it is it is but um, God, we sound like some old men in rocking chairs right now. <laughs> and, and I'm the youngest person at the table right now. And, like that's how bad it is. Like I'm looking like, man, you're only a couple years younger than me. The bitch level of bitch assness is crazy, man. Man, listen, but uh, it's gonna be interesting how this turns out. Yeah. Well, uh, who else is uh, playing on on uh, boxing day? Boxing day. Are there any games worth talking about? Because you know, you know, here in Atlanta they have they have uh, watch parties all over the city. So so we got Fulham Wolverhampton. First game, seven thirty more. Then we got Liverpool, Newcastle. Snooze button. Manchester United versus Huddersfield Town. Leicester City versus Man City. That could be okay. Could be decent. Could be decent. Mm-hmm. Crystal Palace versus Cardiff. Burnley, Everton. Tottenham, Bournemouth. We got that. Actually, might be interesting. It could be, you know, because you know, we the, our, our favorite Black Cherry. You know, he he he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll be up up at him for that. Yep, the Black Cherry. <laughs> then we got Brian versus Arsenal, and then you got Watford versus Chelsea. I mean, Arsenal's had a little rough run. They might no, end up losing. Hey, they might end up no, losing that game against the Brighton. The only thing is, is that they've lost what three in a row. No, no, they lost their first one because like they, they were unbeaten for like twenty two in a row. It's like one. I was like, how are you, how are y'all beating that many games only in fourth place? Like, how does that happen? Just don't win. And it's like, uh, like they, they lost two in a row. 
two in a row. Oh, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, they lost uh, the, the Spurs uh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so they've lost two they in a row. Tottenham and Southampton. Yeah, yeah, and then Delhi had a had a had an interesting game. Yeah. On, on that one. Tell us about that situation, man. So. I, I forget. I forgot what minute it was, but there's a picture that we have on our social media where one of the fans basically like, he's like in like the sixth row, like so like you got the you got to chuck that one pretty good, and he's aiming it for for uh, Deli Alley, and I said like you know we we've been seeing a lot of racist shit uh, you know towards black players the past few weeks and everything, you know this this is this is no different. It's like you can't you can't stop that shine, man. You know, like, like, like when, when black don't crack, yeah. literally and figuratively. They, they, they hating on the, they hating on the kid. Uh, you know, Delhi Ali. When, when, when you go into your 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 biggest rival stadium, beat them two 0 I mean, you know, the hate, the hate, the hate's gonna be real. But what's even cooler is how you respond. How do you yeah. respond? Actually, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So how he responded was that after he got hit in the head, he shows two. Nothing. Score scoreboard bitches. Yeah. Right, right <laughs> to the fans. And like, then here's the cool thing about it. He goes on social media <laughs> and there's oh, a picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said you hey the, the moment you know you know fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that moment he knew. He <laughs> fucked up. He fucked up. And like I mean the fact that he just handled that. I mean, class. That's just pure class right there. I mean it's a problem. I think when when when, when you got the result, it's like, hey, there's really so much you can say. It's like, hey, yeah, y'all lost. Y'all like, y'all like the turkey. That's that was uh, that was League Cup. Uh, but the the Premier League is gonna have to. They're they're gonna have to step in because this shit. But that's the thing though, because like they always, you know, you always have like all these cross the line um, campaigns. You know, like like don't don't be a racist, don't be a dick, basically. And it's like like people out here are still gonna be all all fucked up, you know, because like first of all, you already have like just that deep club rivalry hate anyway. And then you mix that up with okay, the fact that you know if it happens to be a black player, it's like oh, you're digging it even more. And uh, let me bring a banana to the soccer field. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> banana. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit banana. low on my potassium, so I'm gonna bring that. Man, you can't bring a banana I, to I, the I, pizza. I just, I just went, I just went ninety. You know, I just went Dude. ninety on the way here, man. Dude, like, who brings a banana? Seriously. Well, all jokes aside, like it's who knows? Well, hardly. How does the banana get in? Because like you know, that's what I'm saying. Like the bins won't let you in with fresh fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I got this apple, man. What's up? <laughs> they won't let it's, you it's a it's fruit. a problem. Like I said, this season alone, like we've had three major incidents that happened to prominent players that we know of. That I said that we yeah. know of that like was caught on television. It's like. What the fuck? Like they just gonna have to step in. Like on their website, they're not even talking about Deli Ali getting hit in the bottle, hitting the head with a bottle. Like there's no mention of it on the Premier League website, anything like Why that. Because like I mean, it's all it's like. Yeah, you, have you ever played FIFA? And you notice like they don't really have. There's not. There's nothing really too controversial. It's like like if you get a if you get a hard tackle, that you, you get a card. But like really, as far as like any type of like. Real egregious fouls and like that. You never see that kind of stuff. Like, like, like same thing with Madden. Like, you can't, you can't have a, a personal foul in Madden. Like right. It's, it's just you know, because um, you got little kids playing the game. Yeah, that's the reason why they don't want you to see that side. Yeah. And I think that what you see with the Premier League is that you know, you know, you're trying to, you know, keep them advertising dollars still up. You know, you're trying to, you know, keep a certain image. And when you when you have you know 
pussy ass uh, bitches that are <laughs> throwing <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, they're not gonna show that. So, really, I think what needs to happen is in the NBA when players went into the fucking stands and just started swinging on fans. Maybe I, that's what we need in soccer. I remember. Oh, so you can get like um, Marcus Peters, no, yeah, or like uh, Cantona. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you get kung fu kicked into the chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean maybe so didn't, didn't, didn't your boy ever do that too? Hey man, see why y'all see now that fan had to come to get my boy ever man. All right, so once again, you throwing shit and talking shit ever. I mean, chat hey, shit get banged. That's what happened. Like, y'all want to talk? Y'all want to get on Twitterverse and do all those Twitter fingers, man? Why don't y'all say that in person? That's the thing. It's like maybe that's what players need to do. Don't cross that line. They're going to they gonna catch these hands. Maybe that's what the thing says. Like, you cross that line, you're going to catch these hands. Yeah, it, that should be an ad campaign because it kills me how these fans, yes, you pay an exorbitant amount of money to get into these matches. Fucking entitled. It doesn't give you the right to abuse anybody physically or emotionally. It like, says watch the game. It doesn't say, you know, get involved. It doesn't say, okay, you're, like, you're a part of the game. Like, no, like you're, you're a part of the game as a spectator. You're not a part of the game as you're, you're here to disrupt, you know, yeah. Uh, all these players like no like watch watch the game like, like even like when we're at games like like we're, we're not out there like you know throwing bottles of course you know we've seen some some uh, fans that do do it, especially it's always the refs the refs the refs here suck well oh, okay so since betting is becoming illegal in the states now and game plays and are we gonna see that hiding now because of the more pressure and oh like, probably I mean I mean because like you're probably gonna see more I think I think the prospect of Possibly even throwing games is, is going to be oh. going to be heightened. Yeah, just because. You think so? Oh yeah, because I mean, in our league, shit it, everywhere. <laughs> like throwing games? Yeah. No, we're not a third Do world country. No. <laughs> you see that? We have a slight little more integrity. <laughs> but yeah, think about like you, you think about how rich this country is, and how and how many people who probably gamble who are rich. There's too much money at stake, and that's and that's why. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why you will see more incidents. That's why I think you will. You'll see, like, man, I done bet my whole house on this, man. And your punk because ass you think about like, you, look, you, look, you, look, you look at all those stories about Floyd Mayweather, how much money he gambles. And you don't think there's probably, like, at least a good 10 to 20 more guys just like him betting a good 50, 75, 100,000 on a game. But, like, what shit? In a heartbeat. <laughs> so, when this is an interesting topic that we just don't do. <laughs> We weren't going to go here. So... When you're saying that people are throwing games, you're talking about refs, or are you talking about fans are going to interfere in play to get the game thrown out? No, I'm talking about like like players who you know play, that you know they they shave games and they're like, you know, let's 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 miss a shot here, let's let's make a goal here, so that way you stay either above um, whatever the line is for um for, for that game, you know, like I said, and they get paid. And you don't think there's going to be a betting commission watching? Like stack there will be, but at, at the same time, like I said, that, that doesn't mean that it won't. Like I said the 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 prospect of that I think is higher than what people think. What is the most recent time this has happened in top flight soccer? Like top, top flight, top flight. I'm not talking it, it, about like Nigeria and shit. <laughs> I'm talking about like good TV. Um, I mean, the, the most recent one I think was in Italy. Juventus. I mean. Yeah. Guys, we know about Italy. Like Italy, the whole <laughs> top flight, like, yeah. the whole country owns the world, Craig. Asterisk. The whole country's broke. <laughs> so I mean, that makes sense there. I, you gotta think about like like they had they had it in like oh five oh six. They even had it. I think it was in um, two thousand twelve. I'm not mistaken. So it's like that. Like that. Yeah, I, I guess they like it just kind of comes with the territory. But I think that you know, like I said, like the countries who either you you're, you're at risk whether you. 
have a lot of money to, to throw away or you don't have a lot of money, it's like, okay, I will do anything for this amount of cash here. So I, I, I think it'll be, it's, it's, it'll be very interesting times. Like once it like gets fully legalized, it's going to be very interesting to see like how it affects games here. Cause I, I think that the risk will be there and I, it wouldn't shock me if, if, uh, you know, someone got busted probably like within that first decade of, of legalization. So how do we stop that? Is just play pay, play the bottom tier players more? Raise, I mean, raise the salary cap? Yeah, think about it. Well, here in MLS, you got to think about it. Like, 60. Here in MLS, you're still dealing with, the, a land, with an environment where the lowest paid players, is they don't make enough to to cover the cost of living in Throughout any MLS market, right? well, well, no, that's changed though since no, the no. last no since the last um, no, the la- collective bargaining. The salary floor is that is that salary floor is at sixty five. Yeah, that, right. That's, that, that's still not enough in like LA. That's not enough in in, uh, in Seattle. Still not Sixty five is a lot of money in LA. If you live on Southside, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the players go ahead and say, there's a lot of gentrification going no, on. They got commute. In a, a, a lot of cases, you have players that, you know, because you're making only this amount of money, you know, you're, you're probably working side jobs, you know, like well, like coaching, things like that. You might be uh, you know, splitting a, a spot with a teammate. Getting that endorsement deal. You know, so there's always, you know, that, that prospect of like, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, trying to get money, trying to get paid. And it's like, how do you – you know, how do you work that out in, in, in the long run? And some people will do some strange with the change, you know what I'm saying? So you guys are anti-betting. No. Because you think it's going to... I didn't say that. I say anti-betting. I didn't say I mean, that. Hey, All get, I am saying... You get paid just, how you want to. Right? Things are going to get interesting in the stands once betting is more of a... Y'all want some stickers? Thing. Y'all want some stickers? Got, oh, I love some mer- stickers, man. Merch what, alert. Merch alert. Merge, merge alert. Oh, snap. Oh, what is that in your hand, Greg? I got, I got me a Florida culture sticker, man. So, so since this is an audio podcast, Greg is holding a Florida culture sticker, uh, black and white trim. FTC. FTC. Onwards, upwards, arrow pointing up to the sky for greatness. We got merch coming for the fans. Oh, and he's tagging something already. That's it. He's already tagged his laptop with it. Merch is coming, ladies and gentlemen. My, 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 my inner research is coming back out. <laughs> <laughs> like those of y'all that like F with us, you know, you could definitely help support the movement, you know, and give you some cool shit to say you fucks with us. So like that's going to be coming in the first half of the year. That's exciting. Exciting news to look forward to. So just yeah, keep it posted on our socials. We'll let you know how you get this. Or if you see one of us on the streets, we might be carrying that pack. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Got that pack. Hey, you know what I'm Hey, but as we bring it home, let's talk about uh, our boy, our national team captain. He he uh, he, he picked his uh, he picked his first uh, roster. To, oh yeah. Uh, where was that? Was that on? Uh, that was last. Thursday. You know, it's, it's usually not not, not called. Uh, it's, it's usually not called this early. That's kind of the surprising thing for me. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess maybe they wanted to go ahead and, and get things out before the holidays, so that way, you know, they got your mind right when um, come January. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm. I mean, 
the January camp is always, you know, MLS heavy. So, you know, from from everything I've seen, I I like who they picked. Yeah. Even even, even though they picked Bradley, like I, I got, I really don't have that much of a problem with them like that. Um, I think that the only guys that are probably missing are, of course, the guys we United, like, like Nagby and Kazan. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah, but Burhalter, he spoke he spoke about that. I mean, he said, you know, they went to MLS Cup. I want to give them a break. Yeah. You know, they played a lot longer than everybody else in MLS. But he's like, they're definitely still on his radar. Yeah. So that's good that like we have a national team coach that like respects players like Tom. But he did like give Garza the call up, and you know, well, but Garza was hurt. Garza was hurt for a long time, but Gar- it's good to see Garza get called up again too. Yeah. But, but like, like let's see who we who okay. we got here. We'll start from the top. Of course, we got our, our U.S. Culture. soccer player of, of, of the year, Zach Steffen. Because uh, of course, he like even though he 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 signed the, um, the deal with Man City, but he's actually going to be staying with with Columbus through pretty much like the first all half of you. the year. Yeah, all the way up. Y'all see? Y'all see stadium? We'll talk about that later. Okay. Stadium porn. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that later. How we feel about Zach? Hashtags, yeah. Uh, yeah. How you feel about like Zach Stan? In MLS? Yeah. I mean, it's good. He needs he needs playing time. He needs rep. But well, I really. He, but he had a, he had a long lined up waiting for him in, in Spain. He said, Nah, I, I want to stay home. Like, all right, man. This is right. It's it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's going to be very but interesting. Like we talked about before, mm-hmm. playing time over being with a club is everything. He could go to Spain and just sit on the bench, and that messes up our whole entire lineup for the national team. Thanks so we- for him to get reps in Columbus, continue still that that's good, and City can still continue to monitor him. I don't know why they didn't loan him out to uh, NYCFC because that to me it, that would have made well, sense. Well, of course, they got they got Sean Jones. Of course, he got he got called up too. Sean Jones. Yeah, but I mean it's City it's City Football Group, so Sean could have got put on ice for Zach Steffen. Like it's nah. very interesting that they didn't do that. Nah, they wouldn't have done that. Nah, nah. But actually, but now that you but now that you say it, I'm actually kind of surprised they went after Zach and so, not Sean. Yeah, because I said because they've done that before, where like they've taken players from from New York, sent them over to to uh, nah, Man, Man City to Mother City. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and of course, none of them have actually played yet because they're like um, Mix Mix went to. Um, uh, he got loaned to some team in Backwaters Europe. Yeah, yeah. and um, Me, yeah. Uh, what was it, Jack? Uh, uh, Jack. Uh, he got he got set up to the championship. Team. Well, I think the McInerney. Yeah, no, no, not McInerney. Um, uh, it's an English dude. English dude. I okay. think the, the reason why between Sean Johnson and Stephen is, is an age thing too, though, because Stephen's only what twenty three. Yeah, yeah. If that. Yeah. Sean John's approaching thirty. Really. Man. So bring him home, man. I think that's the. I think that's bring, really because it's like you're, bring Sean home back to the A. I, I know, man. That'd, That'd be, be nice live. if Sean John came home. That'd be live. I, lo- I love Guzan, but like I, I was, I, I was mad for a hot minute that, that we traded on Sean. Like I know. it was like within like one. Day. I was, was like, Sean. He had, a Car- there, he had a Carmelo deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Carmelo Hawks jersey, hey man. I oh, do. Man. It's, it's a glass greatest player we ever had. <laughs> Got every Rashid Wallace jersey. Well, let's, see, let's see who else we got. Here. All right, we got, so uh, Sebastian Legit, like I'm actually glad that he's back on the squad because, like, because actually he got hurt. Uh, yeah, he wasn't that last round. Uh, like, it was like early, actually, no, like, last year, and like he he had suffered a broken leg, and like 
Like he's just now getting back to the point where he's back at that level. Like I think that he's a guy that they actually really missed a lot when um, when he ended up missing out on qualification because like just having that type of midfielder where you can't where he's good enough to cricket. Like we have a lot of sixes and and eights uh, on the team, but I think that he's probably like one of the better ones that's that's not named Bradley or Nagby or or Adams. Like that's the type of guy that um that I think that. It's worth having on there. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on Will Trap? There's sometimes when he's excellent. Mm-hmm. There's other times where he's lost. Because I've I, like I've watched him like in like the last few friendlies, and I'm just like, my, first of all, I don't like he must be one of those those quiet leaders because like I know like uh, Sarah could have him like as captain uh, for the mm-hmm. last few games. I'm like. I just don't see it. And then, of course, you know, I think for for the role that he needs, I think that he needs to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's way too passive. And I, I I I think that you know, as we go into this next cycle, uh, you, I think the whole factor. I just don't think that he's going to be a guy that really starts. Like I think that we're, we're still waiting to see, you know, Adams, McKinney, yep. and. Uh, and pulls that thing, and, that, well, and, and like we're still waiting to see like all of them really together all at one time. Yep. And you know, I think that he's a guy that will really probably more uh, supplement that than anything else. But uh, like I said, I I, I I I remain hopeful. Um, Sardis, Sardis. <laughs> honestly, they, I just don't see why he he gets called up anymore. I well, I, I personally just don't think I think that he you know, mentally can turn up. I think that he can I think that Burhalter actually did a pretty good job, you know, resurrecting his career when he got traded to Columbus because uh his last couple of years in LA. in LA, first I've got to remember like he's a he's a he's an LA kid anyway. So yeah. I think that, you know, having that comfort level at home is all it can be a gift and the curse depending on who you're dealing with. Right. Uh and but having that change of scenery and also investing in him actually being up front because um, Bruce Arena like like those last and couple of years like he like always like have him out in the wings wing, like yeah. not I, I, I think that I think that when he first got started you kind of had had the idea of probably like a like a Clint Dempsey where like he could probably play either out wide or up front right but I think that he's a guy that's like no he's a guy that's that should be up front and like. This past season, of course, he won uh, MLS Comeback Player of the Year, and I think that you know, you know, all things considered, like like he's a striker. And I think that um, I, obviously with him having that that familiarity with with Berhalter, that's that's going to so, uh, play pretty well for him. So, so striker wise, right? Mm-hmm. I just so Zardes over Woods, Bobby Wood. Uh, say, like Bobby Wood is still well to here, me. He here, feels here, like he's the here, guy. His name sh- is is like in almost in pen. It's in a strong ass pencil. It's pressed hard. I don't know if I go that far. I think. So, that, I mean, Zardes has forty. He has forty caps with the national team. Mm-hmm. Six six goals. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he could have been played out of position. That yeah. you know that whole time. And that's the thing. So maybe that, Burhalter puts him in the spot he needs to be. Mm-hmm. If he gets the service that he needs, midfield. We have a couple studs in the midfield. I think that because I, I think actually for both of those guys. Um, I know we mentioned like in the past episode. Like I, I think ideally for me, our best 
our best uh, formations, uh, three five two, and I think that actually for both starters and Wood, uh, that position would probably fit both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and even way or two, like you know, like of course you know you got to figure like like who's going to probably going to be your starters and everything. But right. I think that um, we don't have a striker right now that could probably handle that role strictly by himself. None. No, I mean that's our weakest thing of all of our positions. I think our strikers. And but I think that we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of guys that could probably play well with a partner, and whether it's. Um, Wood, whether it's Zardes, whether it's Haji Wright, who got his first goal uh, yesterday yeah. with, uh, with, uh, with Schalke, uh, whether it's uh, hey, last jo- week. Josh you mean Schalke. last week? No, it was yesterday. <laughs> Shut up! Fuck <laughs> 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 up the illusion. <laughs> yes, last week. Last week. Last week. <laughs> Quotation mark. So, but um, we, you know, like I said, the forwards that we have. I mean, you know, Christian Ramirez and Jeremy. And I should like the Christian Ramirez pick. Like, like he, like I think that's a good pick. Uh, from like from what he did with Minnesota and what he was able to do uh, so far with uh, with LA, uh, that's a good pick. Um, like in Bobasi, I don't know if I don't know if he's up for you know up for is gonna be interested to I see. Think, I think I think he's a good camp cupcake. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be a a, a guy that for the gold that, that picture that that will be in, in the picture like you know strongly going forward. But you know, I'm I'm always down for a surprise or two. Uh, Keegan Rosenberry, like he just like he just got traded from Philly to to uh, Colorado. I think he's a guy that uh, that definitely deserves a look. Uh, uh, the two uh, 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 center backs with uh, with New York, uh, Long and Parker, those are two guys that. Because they had that familiarity, and because I mean they, for the most part, they they were solid as a rock this year. That's that's a pairing that I think that could honestly push uh, Miaska and Brooks because I mean Miaska's not playing shit at all uh, right now. No, it's not. And, he need to come back to the states like that. Like that. Uh, no, I think he's good where he's at. Is I think it's a matter of like you really have to. Y'all hold Europe in such high regard. No. Not even so much that. I just think that he's good enough to where, uh, you know, he can find a home in Europe. It's just a matter of the situation where he's at, where he's at, uh, on loan at, um, at Nantes, uh in France. That he's not given the time of like, like you, just like how we've always said, like, it's very easy to you can be the hero one second and be the villain and be and be shit the next. And I think that. He he made one mistake. I think it was back in October. And, like he hasn't seen a sniff of nope. about the pitch since then. What do you think about uh, our A town boy Zimmerman? Oh, um, I'm good with that one. I'm good with that one. Uh, I, I think that like I said, they're like Kent Cupcake for the most, or I I call it Camp Toaster Strudel. Uh, <laughs> you know. I think if y'all want to sponsor us. R.I.P. Clinsman. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think that you know, one this this camp does usually dig out at least like one or two guys that can really factor in into the main roster, um, you know, in, in the future. And I think that uh, probably out of out of this list here, I'm definitely curious to see. I say Ramirez. Uh, I definitely want to see. Um, I, I'm. I'm I'm hopeful to see what to see what uh, Denardis can do up front. 
And um, I definitely want to see uh, Parker and Long um, in the back. Are there any snubs, quote-unquote, I guess it's going to really be a snub new coach. Is there any names left off of this list that you guys think um, should have been on because the list? Because it's all MLS. So. Right. So based on Who what was they the MLS do? snub? I mean, we talked about the Garza. I mean, uh, Guzan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, I don't think Guzan has approved himself. Like in no, he doesn't know, but I'm just saying, like, it's like we have enough team. I, I yeah. think that, I mean, outside of, like, any guy from, from Atlanta United, uh, I don't really think there's really a major snub like that because, like, like I probably see out of, out of our guys here with the home team, I, I I would honestly love to see at some point this year if he if he plays well, I'd love to see Bello uh, get a, get a shot. Yeah, I'd love to see that. How about Bello is seventeen, sixteen, still sixteen. Oh, we have wild. I mean, you got you got a while, but at the same time, just learn how to drive. Yeah, like we have a while before he even gets like. No, I, like I, a letter I, in the mail to no, say. I, I think that you know, if for as good as as the home team is right now, of course, with Garza being sent up to Cincinnati. to uh, Cincinnati, I think that's, that's a clear sign that. Although they go <laughs> to the end of the road, we're so, missing. <laughs> so fucked up, man. But I, I think that that's a clear sign that you know they really want to invest in Bella. So I think. And, the very least, he's going to get every opportunity to to fight for that starting role. And if he does as well as I think he can, I, I'm not sure if it's something where... 60-year-old ain't starting. Where, nah, son. He ain't starting. He, he ain't going to start for the national team. I think that, you know, when there's a... Fr- probably by the end of, like, next November, when we have, like, a, I think we have friendlies in next November, I think they'll probably get, like, his first uh, debut cap. Um, like in the U twenty team? No, the senior team. I don't think about next year. No. You ambitious yeah, man, because he's not starting you, for Atlanta United year from now, next year. He's not getting. Who's gonna start with him? Because they're gonna bring in somebody. You still gotta figure out a, a right back, let alone a left back. Like you already have a guy that's 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 able to start, and it's just a matter of like I said, can't. I think the question for him is, you know, of course, given his age, is he able to able to hold that standard? You know, for no, 10, 15 games during the year. I think, do I think they're going to do more U20 play for him. Yeah. We, we, more we do this that's, too. That's why I say hit the, the better shot for him is probably going to be November when it's a friendly. Mm. I hear you. Like, I, 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 he, he's you want to bet on it? <laughs> oh. You want to bet on it? How much Solero you, 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 you want to gamble? I, I, I bet a bottle of Solero on it. He will not start a senior team by next November. I can see that. Okay. Okay. Let's so are you, are you taking that, that bet, brother? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's trying to get drunk. I want my number right there. Give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that um, national team. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. When their first game is January. See, it's Panama. I know that much. I don't know the date. Like, have you noticed? Like, like, like they actually had a thing. Um, uh, uh, article. I think it was earlier this week where like their viewership on national team games has actually fallen by like forty seven percent. Are you surprised? Yeah. I mean, like, are you surprised? I mean, because no, it's no. nothing to. There's no motivation to watch. And the thing is, only soccer us soccer nerds watch. That's it. Yeah. So it's like the average fan, right? Is mm-hmm. culture actually cultured on soccer? So mm-hmm. they realize when we didn't make the World Cup, it's like all these other games were for nothing. They were money grab. Yeah. So no one cared to watch them. It was like, ooh, we're playing France. Yeah. So what? That might be like probably like the, 
the last game that probably anyone really watched, and that's only because it was free. Yeah. And um, this is I, the first year I have not watched any U.S. soccer game because I was like, what's the point? I think, well, no, I, think, I, I think the interesting thing there is that this is probably like the first year where, where MLS is probably like outdrawn the <laughs> team. Yeah. And like, I think that dynamic is definitely, you know, it's kind of like, sh- like, and, and, and just in how, how they went about what the coaching uh, search, you know, and, and of course, they, they didn't say that, you know, that he was allowed to stay, but, you know, that's kind of like the, the, the insinuation, but, you know, just seeing that, that pendulum uh, shift to where it's like MLS, you know, it's like they're, they're in the driver's seat now as far as steering the popularity of soccer in this country and like that. Because right. usually it's always been uh, the, the national team, like like where the national team goes, that's where the game goes in this country. And right. now it's it's it's, um, it's kind of reaching a point where it's like, like now the league is, is, is driving away. And... You think it's the I believe chant just turned some people off? Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what? The problem there is that like you had the wrong people believing too too much. Like you know, like yeah, we we can, we can rely on you know these guys that are like over thirty, you know, and and kind of past it. Like that's that's what happened there. No, you know, like you had you had you had way too many. Like what I always go back to is that you had a few like. You had we missed out on the Olympics in, in 2012, 2016. I believe we failed one um, youth World Cup, and I know like, a couple others like we crashed up in, in the group stage mm-hmm. uh, from, within the last two cycles. And what happens there is that when you don't have those kids that are that they they get to play extensively in those tournaments, um, you don't really get to see like like how they would really react in those environments and. And uh, it it makes a coach like Klinsman or Arena or whoever say like 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 how do I know this kid's gonna be able to cut it at this at the senior level right and so it it, it makes it makes what could be a potentially deep uh, talent pool it makes it even more shallower because like you have guys that that aren't. Uh, you can't. You're not sure if you can rely on it or not. Like you're taking a shot in the dark. Like unless you're playing in a strong league, like like what Pulisic was. Like when he was playing, like because he was playing in Bundesliga, you know he was able to. See, like you're able to see, like hey, he can hack it at that level too. Right. And um, but you, of course, there's only with so many Pulisics, only so many McKinneys. Like you need more youth to supplement when the. Uh, veterans get older and like you know and you can't really rely on them as much like you had like you had Dempsey that you know like once he started having his heart issues it was like you know you really couldn't rely on it as much anymore like even though when he could play he played it's just that you know like once you get to a certain age it's like yeah like you don't know like that's a that's a 50 50 shot at best yeah those wheels don't turn like they used to <laughs> and you know like I, like I, I said through most of last cycle uh, actually, I started off with um, the Gold Cup um, back in 2015, like when they lost uh, here in Atlanta. Like I, I felt like that should have because you had that 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 playoff a couple months later against Mexico. You always had that one in the pocket. You should have called a younger squad for that um, for the Gold Cup. Yeah, because like because the worst case scenario is you if you lose that you still have to go you still have the playoffs. You're still going. Yeah. So, like, and if you need to, you can just call the veterans up for that game, 
and you know and working out that way but at the very least you would have had that gold cup to see who can i look at going forward especially going into qualification and, and when you didn't do that you didn't do it for the playoff late. yeah it's like, too late yeah because yeah. like, it's not like like you really have you don't really have uh you don't have gold cup qualification so it's like you really have are like that first that first year and a half at, into the cycle like you're kind of just you know making sure everyone's in shape man see, right. see how everyone plays like that should have been your opportunity where you where you're like okay who can i look at going forward yeah. And I think that that's kind of the frustrations that happened like, with this year is that, you know, because there was no coach, no, no permanent coach, like, you know, like you're calling up a lot of new guys, but you're not really giving them any type of real plan. And like, how, like how exactly do you really build, you know, your team up? Or at least, you know, give them an idea of, of some familiarity to where once we do have a new coach, we're like, hey, if, if, even if they don't have a have an idea as far as what to do with them, they're at least familiar enough uh, familiar enough with each other to where, hey, we have some chemistry here. Like, 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 like let us, you know, we could probably work it out, you know, with each other, and then, hey, pick up the pieces from there. But uh, like I said, like this, it, it, it's it's. I'm not sure how hopeful I am. I'm not at all. I really don't until I, we overhaul the whole thing. I, I think that you know. There is talent there. It's just that a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that you want to build around, they're not playing that much, and and the veterans is like they have such a snake on them right now. It's like you know, like do you really want to go back to that? What is the U.S. soccer identity, the, the playing style right now? No, don't talk about historically. Right now, we don't have one. That's that's the issue. That's the thing. We don't have one, and that's you, it, you it, have it, a it, thought, but you actually, as far as like actually, what's the thought like, even? Speed, because like 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 because like here's the thing, when you had Josie, speed from the mid, no the speed from the from up top too, because like like because in in theory here's what you have, you have Wood, you have Weah, you have Pulisic, you have McKinley, like like a lot like mm-hmm. a lot of those guys have speed on them. You got you got Yedlin fullback. Yeah, like who we have on the who we have on the left. That's the problem. Uh, Bilafana, <laughs> uh, Robinson. Um, so like you like you have guys like like right now, if nothing else, you have speed, right? And now, so we're athletic, all right? But of course, I think the question that you have from there is like, okay, like I have this, I have these guys, they're fast, but how do I, how do they all fit? Because of course, you have a lot of guys who uh, who all who all place two similar positions. Mm-hmm. Like you have, like do you put McKinney in the back of the middle, or do you put? Um, or do you put Adams? Where do you put Acosta? Where do you put Trap? Like, there's a lot of guys to where none of them have stood out enough at this point to where. Where's Acosta? Is he on the roster? No. Yeah, no, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, is he on the roster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Yeah, I he's the first him. one. Yeah, I, I just, on there. Yeah. I just thought about Kellen's it. I, oh, okay. I take it back. He's, he's MLS. He's yeah, I'm gonna say because I'm saying he plays down there in Dallas. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's at uh, Carl, 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 Carl. yeah, I mean Carlo, yeah. But um, he yeah. left after what was that? April? No, 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 August, I think. Damn, I missed that trade. Yeah, but uh, so, so like, yeah, so would you have these guys that you know, like they they play a lot of similar positions, but like, of course, you still really need a ten, yeah. which, which we I see you, you don't know if you're going to put um, Pulisic there or not, or if you're going to put him out wide. You could put uh, McKinney because, like, I was—I uh, think McKinney would be a good. Shaka's actually been using him a, a, a lot more lately. 
he's, uh, as, as a 10. Like, of course, he's the one who, who served uh, Roger like, Wright with he's the... He's built like a 10. I think he's actually built more like like an 8. Yeah. But, uh, but still, that's not really getting to the identity yeah, of yeah. how we play, though. But like, I said, like, what, I, are we going to be a present team or are we going to be a possession? You can't be a possession team. Right. Never not, be a possession team. Oh, no, we don't have the talent right. for that. Yeah. We, we don't have the technical ability we, to do that. We need to go back to that counter style we used to do. That's it. it. The that's, thing that's is, we part. need to take that, right? And the same thing, Klinsman. Everyone hated Klinsman. We need to take that identity mm-hmm. and just roll it down. To the yeah, younger systems. Down, yeah. And then teach that. So even if we don't make the World Cup, mm-hmm. I know that these kids have been trained to play out the back. Right. They know how to play counter. And they know how to play physical. Yeah. Right? That's and then you teach like that. If, if you if you miss another World Cup, especially with these guys. It's, we're done. Um, we're not going to make it. It's, it's going to make that 2026 cycle very interesting because you're not going to have a lot of, Imagine a lot being, of hype. Imagine being in the group stage during the CONCACAF qualifiers. Like, that will be a fall from grace. For yeah. World Cup qualifiers, if we're playing against Antigua and Babuda. St. Martin. St. Martin, the Kitten, <laughs> the Kitty Islands and shit. Like, playing them, like, that would be a fall from grace to soccer. But if we don't make another World, like, another Olympics and World Cup again. Honestly, that I think that, like, for what, for where we're at right now, I think... The Olympics is probably like we we make every tournament that we can right now. Whether it's of course we're going to be in Gold Cup, we need to be making um, the the U seventeen World Cups, the U twenty World Cups, mm-hmm. the the Olympics especially. Yeah, because like that one right there, like I said, I I, I pretty much attribute like the the, the drop of our U teams to the fact that we didn't. Um, can I ask you a honest question? What's up? Do y'all care about the Olympics? Yeah, no one really does. I, no I, one cares. I, it's just development. I, I, I think for for, the, for for serving the purpose of the national team, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. in that yes, in that regard, like, but in the grand scheme of it all, I think that like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because, of course, like in, mo- in how much are you going to really invest into it? That's what I mean. Because it's I think yeah, cause there's, a, there's an age cap, right? It's twenty five, twenty three, twenty three, and you got two. Was it two? Three. Three, yeah, three players above, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's. It, I think that for get, given the hole that we're in right now, you probably need need to invest more than you normally would. Like I said, because because I think people are are downplaying the type of hole that the U.S. is in right now because not only are you dealing with the fact that we miss out on a, on a World Cup, you're dealing with the fact that you're trying to rebuild your talent pool because. It, it, I think it just only helps. There's just more games for us to play. Yeah. Exactly. You like you really want to. You do want to shoot for win the gold cup because that means confederations cup. Yep. And yep. that's another tournament. Yep. Uh, of course, you have the gold cup of twenty uh, twenty twenty one uh, in, in that same year's comp as you like I said. If you do, if you if you at least qualify, that's extra games for that core that you want to build with. So even if even if, even if we crash out the go, the out the group stage twenty twenty two, I think that that would be that would be progress. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would be okay because you at least are that's the that's a good building block because because a lot of these guys you're going to be looking at looking at uh, those guys for twenty twenty six. Got you. There you go. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. 
Grego with the U.S. Men's National Team announced. Yeah, did did your homework. I'm impressed. I watch these guys at ad nauseum, and like, like I, I think that there's there's definite potential there, but of course they have to play, and that's and that's really the big question mark there is that because like you had guys like for far too long, you had guys who who were getting in just basically off, off their name and not really so much how they were Absolutely. Playing. I mean, that's that's what we've been doing for the last And at some point, decade. Like, you, like, you have you have to kind of cut that off and be like, hey, we need guys that are playing. That's going to earn it. And actually earn their spots. You know, like, like this year, because, you know, we didn't qualify, it was kind of a wash, but I think that, like, the mentality has to change within um, the national team where, you know, you have to earn your spots. And you know it doesn't matter if you're actually in if you're in Europe and you're getting like and you're and you're practicing with, with great players. You need to be playing yourself. Like Waya needs to go get out on a loan somewhere and actually play. Mm-hmm. You know and MLS. You don't go from PSG to MLS. I mean, I mean <laughs> that's the thing. You got to stop devaluing what we have here for the so national team because so World Soccer Talk they just posted this is MLS. Uh, kind of hurt the U.S. national team product. And, like, yeah. I, I haven't listened to the show, but I just looked at the headline and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, as we get more interest globally, we're bringing in bigger-name players. I mean, Atlanta United alone, I mean, I've over been, half of our roster is I've, international players. I've been having so, this, this, this debate with uh, – How do our kids develop? Where, how do our, where do our kids develop? I mean, USL? Same, but you know what? That's the same argument they have over in England too. Right. And, that's, and that's then what I, do they do? They, that's why I can't stand their English model to sit like walk on everything. Like, it, like there's, there's – because like how we were talking about last week, how if you had an English accent, it gave you more more credit. It's kind of the same thing here where it's like because we have we're, – we're jammed so much with – with EPL on TV, we're thinking that that's basically the way that we have to right. because they speak English and they have an accent. That's the way we got to go. Like, no, no, no. Like, you got the there's there's much more nuances to how we're supposed to play. But if there is a stigma about American players in Europe, mm-hmm. why go? Why go? Why where you, why entertain? No, it's no. Why go? I understand it's a higher quality. Mm-hmm. Of soccer, but why go to a place where they're not going to value you? What does just just sit and watch all these other players play? You, think, you warm I up, you be, you're on the more, practice squad. I think it's I, ambition. I really think that our players need to come here, ball out, then get bought over in Europe. Now that part I do agree with. I think that thing is, it's I, like I think there's there's, there's if far it's, too many people, there's far too many players in the past who. Who probably left too soon, mm-hmm. where they weren't where they weren't truly mature yet? Because like, uh, an an American seventeen ain't the same as an Argentinian seventeen. Oh hell no! Hell right, no. right. Or at least our players, instead of going to Europe, our pipeline maybe needed to be to Central America or somewhere else. So and, you know what? You bring up an interesting point there because you got to think about like how things are here in Concacaf. Like very few. American players, if they're not of Mexican descent, they don't go to uh, Liga MX. They no. don't. Well, I mean, a lot of them also, there's also on the reverse side, they didn't want. Like, 
there was initiatives where they're like, we're only going to have Mexican national yeah. team players. Yeah. Over like, in Mexico. Like, yeah, like now Chivas, they're like, Chivas, yeah. they they built their wall. <laughs> you know, in their club saying, we don't want any Americans. I mean, we don't so want nobody. It's just exactly. Mexicans. Just Mexicans. So, and they've had a consistent national team product. I mean, it it's something to think about as far as. I think, but, but, but I think to your, to your point. Um, we shit on our league entirely too much over here. I think that. Mm, it's It, it had to grow. It, it, it did. It had yeah, it, it did. It but like as we all can agree, MLS in the past three to four years has been the best it has been in the past twenty years. Has been. I mean, yeah. But, that, but a lot of that, like, what you think about, like, and what, that's right in the age where these players in this national team talent a, pool. But here's a problem with that. All right. But here's a problem with that. Uh, out of out of all that quality that's that's been here the last three four years, how many of that has really been driven by American players? Because they don't get a chance, they haven't gotten the chance. So that's and, the thing. And that's, and that's the real. That's the real. That's at the crux of the issue here. Is that even I for mean, look at all like the Golden Boots. Where are they from? Where are they from? Elsewhere. I mean, yeah. uh, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bradley Wright Phillips. Bradley Wright Phillips. Joseph. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all they're all foreigners. Yeah. Like you, like you find me a top striker. In MLS like that because like it's American. artist did good, but like like he, I think he was still like a good fifteen off of mm-hmm. off of Joseph's pace. So it's like like you're talking. Like, y'all gonna shit on Josie? Y'all gonna shit on Josie again? <sighs> I mean, oh, <laughs> Josie's a whole different case there. Just a whole glass <laughs> hips, glass ankles, <laughs> Josie, and a, and, a, and a brick big toe. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so you know it made me think. I was like, I don't know if U.S. soccer and MLS like say, all right, we need to get more Americans playing in America. But think about that's like, how do you get there? Because that's like you don't want to just like you don't want to give like handouts sort of thing. But you know, like like one, are you really developing players to be good enough to contribute? Um, on, on the first team, or are you trying to like? I, I, one thing I always used to always get at me was that you they would they would have these articles where x amount of uh, academy players would be going to college. I'm like, fuck that shit. Your job is to get them up. up. Pros. But see, the mentality is changing though. It's, There's it's a just, lot more kids going into the academies. No, yeah, because the college what, uh, the college academy, soccer is soccer. The academies soccer. are fine. I'm saying like. What they, what happens is you go into the academies and instead of going to becoming a pro, you're going to college. And like that's backwards. Like you're supposed to be like when you go when you go to La Masia, like they're not saying they're not talking about okay these guys are going to University of Barcelona. Like no, you're going to either either first team or reserve team or you can sell right. out elsewhere. It's just the culture. I mean, you go to college, you get an education. Like, Foosball like, is second. Yeah, foosball is second. So it's like that's just the culture here. Your your parents they they're not ingrained like they are elsewhere, and they're like, I'm not gonna fly my baby to to Spain from Argentina so he can learn how to play. Let's talk about the culture. You talk about the culture. I mean, nine times out of ten, our soccer players are coming from backgrounds uniquely a little bit more um, silver spoonish compared to other yeah yeah other soccer countries. And so they're not. They know soccer is like a second, you know, job type of thing. It's like if that doesn't work out, I still are going to have another career to fall I, I, back I, on. I, right. I, I can still go be an engineer. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, and, like, so, and, like, and it's that type of mentality that I think that, especially like when you when you're transitioning. Let's say if you do start an MLS and you and then you get up try to try to go over to Europe and you're like, 
oh, these kids are beating my ass. I'm like, that's because... They've been playing soccer all day, every day, because that's the only thing that's they've been playing. They've been playing, that's, that's they the playing since like they were 9, 10, 11 years old. And not, and not just, you know, at a rec team. They're, you're talking about, like, with, no, with the club. club. No, you are at a club at a young age, and you are going. You are with that vision. Of, you're basically I'm going, going you're basically to play drop training pro. at 9 years yeah. old. So, Same way we do with figure skaters and tennis pros here. Mm-hmm. And say, or gymnasts. They know that they're going to be pro, and they skip all that other stuff, and they're going straight on the pro track. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same with soccer here. And it's shifting. It's it's, it's definitely going to take time. I think that, like, anyone who's who's taught to me, like, I I may have a a more militant stance as far as where developing is right now. But I I do at least keep keep my mind open to the fact that, you know, where we are right now may not be where we are in five years. Like we, we may be, we may be at a point of where we're we've progressed enough to where you see more guys that are able to contribute. Of course, my 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 question is when when do when do you start seeing more coaches in MLS give those kids uh, more of a shot? Because like just like how like the prime example is like here in Atlanta with uh, with Barco and Carlton, you know. Barco's like barely a year older than than Carlton, Andrew Carlton, and uh, and basically played pretty much the same positions. But you had Barco get way more opportunities. And mind you, when Carlton actually played and he wasn't out here partying, he produced. You could see the flashes. Of, yeah, I mean, that's and, and I think that that like that's that's where you really have to like okay, like you really need to have a coach that's willing to say. I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a shot, and not, and not have to go out and go elsewhere to play basically play the same position. So maybe the opportunity is in our second division for American players earn those stripes where these foreign coaches that are in MLS. I mean, majority of the coaches in MLS are foreign. You know, what so it's like, hey, I see what you did in the championship. She's mm-hmm. hate the naming. I see what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. Come, you know. We're gonna get, we're gonna buy you. I'm I'm very what do you think? I'm very interested in seeing like what becomes with with the USL with this new uh, structure. I don't know if if, if they're if they have plans of uh, of doing pro rail, uh, even though I think the, the infrastructure is there. What? Because no. like, like with with the, with their three three tiers, like they could probably do it. Ottawa Fury is about to fold. It, it ain't even kicked off yet. Ottawa Fury is going to the Canada. That's what that's that's what's happening. No. Nope. <laughs> But but still, they were a USL team, and they're about to fold. Like, there's no they're, way they're, they're folding. They're, they're, they're going to they're fall into the pro well conversation. There's there's no way USL is ready to start that. If you no, want. no, it's not happening today. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm ready to start that. There's no way <laughs> US. But uh, but I think USL Championship, USL League One, League One, League Two, are a good opportunity for American players that can't make it in MLS. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get a look in Europe. Mexico ain't letting them in. So where do they play? <laughs> the college? Way. And we know college? the college game sucks. College. So it's like, oh so so you got, we're talking, so we're still talking, we've been talking about the national team for about 30 minutes now. And it's like, that, and that's how, how do our players develop if they're not getting chances? Mm. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> end of the day, I don't care who's at the helm. Until we solve how where American players are playing and how they're playing, that's it. 
It, 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 it really is that simple. Like I said, you, like you need players playing, and we have a generation that, like I said, they're getting chances here and there, but, you know, like it needs to be more consistent, and it needs to be more than just, you know, 30 minutes here. Like, it needs mm-hmm. to be, like, you know, being a regular starter, at least for 20, at least 20 games out of the season, if not more. And, you know, let let them cook. Because if they're not cooking, like you don't, like you're not, you're never going to see them work their way into becoming possibly great or at least good, mm-hmm. or at least good. Because you know a lot of our players were, you know, they could at least be good. Like there's very few great, but they could at least be good. Yep. So yeah, yeah. What you thinking over there, Coach? Well, gentlemen, I mean it's Christmas time. Yeah. In Atlanta, Georgia. Have, and have you been to Magic City yet? Have I been to Magic City? <laughs> oh, I ain't got no money. I'm buying gifts. <laughs> I'm buying gifts. And I just Venmoed you, too. So, there you go. Bam. There we go. $5. Hashtag support black business. <laughs> support That's black it. Business. That's it. Oh, Hashtag. So, since it's Christmas time, what's on your Christmas wish list for the 2019 for oh. soccer in America? In America. America. Ooh, I like that. In America. Uh... Mm, for next year, 2019, what would you I, like to see? I'd like to see the U.S. win the, win the Gold Cup. Okay, I think it's very ambitious right now, but I think that it that, could still happen. That's right. I mean, as a kid, I always put first on my wish list, my Christmas wish list. I always said, "Peace on Earth." <laughs> that was high hopes. Can I get peace in Southside? That was high hopes. Can I get peace in the West? U.S. winning the Gold Cup. <laughs> I mean, of course, you got the Women's World Cup next year. Yeah. Like, they, they're going through some Seriously, they're doing some issues, too. Yeah. yeah like, I, I think that, that that right there is going to be... This right here? You know, because, like, here, here's a question for you. Because I, 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 I posted this um, in one of my groups on Facebook. Um, of course, we saw how Galati had to step down after the U.S. failed to, failed to um, reach the World Cup. Yeah. Do you, if, if, if given the trend right now with the women's team, if if they were to miss out on work in twenty twenty three, would could you see a situation where where uh, Cordero would have to step down? Like no, no, no. Women's game, no. It, it's not as much. It's not as important for them. They will say it is, and that's but the it's thing. Not. I'm like, like you think about like it's not. If the men's team is right here. The women's team is right here. But the president doesn't doesn't step down because I mean when they were at one point they were the only thing winning yeah and they're still a and they still it didn't matter so the fact that they don't make it what's their loss mm-hmm. besides L call I mean and plus you're talking about that brass I mean that mafia gang they're gonna make sure he stays in I mean yeah. that's I don't. He, I don't see that. that if, if the women miss out, crash out, or something like that, I don't see it. Now, like I, said, like, I think it's one thing if, like, if they if they made, of course, if they, if they made the next World Cup and just crash out the group stage. But I think just like to miss it out entirely, given where I still the don't. status of where the the women's team is, I still don't see it. I think there will be. I think there will at least be pressure. He might be able to withstand it. They are already not paying them enough as it is, so it's not like a financial loss. <laughs> I'm yeah, saying like, it's true. I mean, of course, we we finished up our, our our countdown this year, but we guys we still got to talk about the fact that they still have 150 million in surplus and really haven't done. Shit oh, and they will brag about it too. 
And that's the thing about Galati. Is there proof? Have we looked at books? I'm pretty sure Galati took that money and ran. Dude, that shit goes. His money was with the World Cup. I think. True. True. Right. How do you think we got the bid, guys? The surplus. No. That's how we got the bid. The surplus. Nah, nah. I I think that. Well, first of all, you got to think about the fact that because we crashed out on Sep and every Sep Bladder and everything, uh, there's enough shit on us within the FIFA community that that that's why we had to go with we had we had to latch up with Canada and Mexico to win this bid because in what in what normal environment would the U.S. needed to have either one of them co-host? Because like, I mean, like we got enough well, here. I, I I I see what you're saying, but at the same time. Any of these world events, where it be the World Cup, Olympics, Winter Olympics, no no country is fight is always going to end up in the financial red, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then you always have these white elephant stadiums that nobody uses afterwards. And that's still like we we would we wouldn't have those. <laughs> but it's still a financial situation though. And so yeah. if it was just localized just to the fifty states, mm-hmm. it's still going to be. A huge issue as far as the financial backlash. I think that's part of it. And mm-hmm. so, when you're teaming up with these two other North American countries, then it's it's a matter of like, okay, it's not all totally on us as well, too, as a team type of thing. And I think that's the big fear. Nobody, no country wants to have or host events nowadays, like the Olympics yeah. and World Cup. I think yeah, the they Olympics, struggle. The, the Olympics right finding, now is definitely, is definitely struggling right now. Look who! Look at the next World Cups. Where are they? Uh, Cutter and, and here, L.A. And remember yeah. Russia? Russia. I mean, Russia was just yeah, Russia just happened. Yeah, Russia just happened. So like, that's a country we already know about their politics and their mm-hmm. their books. Yeah, and you got Cutter. Well, we know what kind of money they have. Right. I think that's more of a FIFA thing more than. Both FIFA and Olympics. I mean, they're they ones. They, 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 they yeah. almost one in the same with how but, crooked they are and how expensive it is to buy into that club. But the one thing that I want for you know my 2019 wish list in soccer is I, I really want the I really want a good Eastern Conference race in the MLS. I think it'll be fun to watch. A really tight race. This was a fun season with the Red Bulls and um, Atlanta United, like going all the way up until the last day, deciding who was winning. That was exciting. That built. That's how you build that that hype. Uh, you know, I'm pro MLS all day, and that's how we build the hype. And mm-hmm. that's that's what I really want. I really want a good season on East and West, actually. So that's what I, I would. I also wish for many many field trips for for the culture. Yeah. Hey. It's be fun, you know. Uh, of course, we we open the season at uh, at Cincy, but I'm hoping to actually get up to Cincy. Uh, of course, we've been talking about hitting up uh, Memphis. 901. Memphis nine hundred one. And uh, did you see? Did you see the, the album cover that they had? I did. It was pretty dope. How they did the home and away, like yeah, like yeah. like a playlist and everything like that. Speaking of playlists, like I, I think we might. And speaking, yeah, speaking of playlists, I think we, we got some fresh, we, we, we go, some we go, fresh tracks. We go, we gonna try some some stuff over the holidays. You know, give y'all something something to listen to. You know, like we like like we like like we talked about last week. There's culture everywhere. There's different flavors everywhere. So like we're gonna try to you know come out with some stuff to really kind of embrace like what each city you know has to offer. And uh, 
you know, we may have some 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 guest folks, some guest spam, you know, come curate some of these uh, some of these playlists. But uh, I think that like I said like next year, you know, for the culture, you're gonna definitely gonna see a lot more um, a lot more of us in, in general. But I definitely just you know we're gonna start you know stretching out and trying out new things. Of course, we got these stickers. You're gonna see maybe probably from jerseys. Like if you checked our um, our last post on. Um, uh, uh, some of our recent posts on Instagram, we've been trying out some stuff for um, for our, on name sets. You know, like we're gonna make 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 the culture available. I said, you know, if you're down with us, you know, show, show your love and everything. Of course, you can uh, uh, as always, you can find us on social media at FTC UTD, Twitter, Instagram. We don't we don't do Snapchat. That shit's for the birds. <laughs> Rihanna did it. That shit in 2018. Sure, done. <laughs> so yeah. But, uh, of course, we're on Facebook. You can find us at FTCUTD. But, uh, man, you ain't care. You asked what my wish is for 2019. What man, else do you I, want, man? Damn, I was man. wondering. Uh, I was I, I just thought you, you, you was just out here. You was a guest. Do you, you, you want a bigger beard? Do you want a bigger beard, babe? I might grow the beard back out, actually. I might do that. <laughs> my, my wish list for 2019 for culture is that, obviously, I think all three of us would love to see uh, – you know, a repeat from Atlanta United. We would love to see that. Uh, but two, um, I would love to see an all melanin squad for U.S. Men's National Team go out there for the start at 11. I think it's actually possible. <laughs> That'd be tough. <laughs> I think that's actually possible. It's all, possible. All black, everything. <laughs> oh, man, the promo. If, if Nike did it right, the promo would be live. That's Man. my that's my that's my wish for 2019, and it is possible. And I and I wish for for better jerseys for the national team. I do wish for that. <laughs> Can we get better jerseys from MLS and Adidas? We want to talk about that. Yeah, oh, we should well. do. We should do a God. We should do a kid episode. We should, God, we should just man. do a kid. Boring ass jerseys. A man. kid show. I think it's like I, I I did a count a few weeks ago, like of all of all the 23 teams that were in in the league last year. Only one team did, have did, not, did, did not have a white kit, and that was the Rapids. Mm-hmm. Everyone either had a either had either had a white kit or a black base kit in 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 their rotation. And it's like you know we need it's some so bland, we, we need we need some we need some, flavor. we need some flavor we need some flavor we need some culture you know all that as our brethren in Toronto said oh, checks over stripes oh god here we go. One, one day, one day. One day. One this day. episode is going long. Checks over stripes. We look at the World Cup jerseys. Some of the toughest jerseys. Came Kids. from? Came from? Nike. Nike. Yes, sir. And that's yeah. what we can leave this episode with. Checks over stripes. Like I said, you, like I said you, you're going to see some stuff y'all, from us this year. The, the checks are real this year. Yeah. yeah. The checks are real. Uh, there we go. But, uh. But yes, one last time, for real this time, one last time for this point.